This episode of Full Armor Radio is brought to you by CR101 Radio Network. CR101 Radio Network is a Christian reconstruction internet radio station that hosts and broadcasts lectures, sermons, and podcasts 24-7. You can learn more at CR101Radio.com. We're also brought to you by GCS Apprenticeship Program, which is dedicated to training the next generation of Christian teachers so they can own and operate successful and profitable Christian schools. You can learn more at GCSApprenticeship.com. And now to the show. What do you think will happen after death? What happens after death? I want to think there's an afterlife. It's just a matter of whether or not that afterlife is really good or not. Okay. I mean, there's a bunch of religions that have two different sides, but it's a matter of whether or not it's really good. I want to think that, it, that there has to be some afterlife out there that's better than what we're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that's where people go. I mean, it's better than just having to float around or be in the dirt forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes down to it, I'd rather, I'd rather it be right that there's an afterlife instead of just not existing. Right. So do you believe that God exists? I do believe there is a God. Okay. Whether or not he's all good is another debate. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. So, so who is who is God then? The way I would see God is sort of how I've seen some of the old old stories see it as just sort of this bright figure that has no form mm-hmm. that just sort of floats in its own reality. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on on the Bible? The, is the Bible God's word? I guess that's the question. Thing is, I'm not much of a religious person, but I will think that the Bible is sort of, in a way, while not His word, it's His message carried through other people who have tried to interpret what they have learned from Him. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, so what, what I meant by God's word is that it's God's message to human beings, um, but the Bible claims that it is truly God's word. It's not man's word. In terms of it's not originating from man's brain. It starts, it's, it's originating from God's mind. It's a message mind. derived from him. Yeah, do you believe that? I want to think so. Okay. Well, do you know what the Bible says about the afterlife then? It's been a while since I've looked at the Bible, yeah. I will admit. So it's been a while. So it talks about heaven and hell, right? So you know that. So if you were to die and stand before God, so since he said there's heaven or hell, you have two places you could go to. Yeah, and it's a matter of sin, whether or not you've been dissolved of it or not. Yeah, so you, so you, you know... So you wouldn't go to heaven, I, I think, I may assume. I mean, much people, I mean, I'm sure everyone would. Right. Um... Because heaven is is you described as where there's no no pain, it's a perfect place, and hell is described as a pain of a, a place of eternal pain. It's with you know torture the damned. Yeah. So so if God were to ask you why He should let you into heaven when you die, how do you think He'd answer that? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Well, do you know by what standard God judges whether you should go to heaven or hell? I generally do not. Do you know the Ten Commandments? That's vaguely. Some of them. 
So that's God's law. So think of God. God is described as a judge, and he has the law, right? Yeah. So he's going to judge you by his law, which is summarized in the Ten Commandments. So let's look at like some of those. Like One of them is you shall not lie. Yeah. Have you ever told a lie before? I mean, I am guilty of that, and I'm sure a million people are. Yeah, I am. I've, I've told countless yeah, lies in my that's life. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, it's... I've always seen it. This is that it's. I mean, to get to heaven, you have to be absolved of sin, and yet it's natural for people to well in sin in some manners. Mm-hmm. So, it's always it's always seemed odd to me that you have to find this way to resolve it, be it through deeds, of some way, or just you know praying to him. And while it's odd, it does sort of work to try to better oneself. There is some merit in it. Well, let me, let me talk to you about this, and I'll see what you think about it. What you just said, I would say, doesn't make sense in terms of how to get rid of it, sin. It, to be fair, is more of my confusion. Okay, well, I'd be happy to talk about it. So, looking at the Ten Commandments, you know, we, we're liars in our lives. We've lied countless times, and that's really what it, that's what we are, right? Um, you know, one of the other Ten Commandments is um, no stealing. Yeah. Have, have you stolen anything? doesn't matter how valuable it is. I have not stolen it doesn't matter how valuable it is. You've never taken anything that doesn't no, belong to you? I have not stolen. Ever? Never. That's not one of those lies, right? No, I have not <laughs> stolen. Okay. Do you, do you know, so you said you work. Do you, do you have a job somewhere? I am in between jobs, unfortunately. Okay. But you've worked before? I have worked. Including, including not totally working 100% of the time when you're on the clock, <coughs> when you're kind of wasting time. You ever done that? There are a few times mm-hmm. where I need to have my break, be it for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I can't be working 100% at it, but mm-hmm. in a way, yeah. Well, I would say this. So for myself, and I, th- I think in some way or another in our lifetime, even when we're children, we do take things that don't belong to us. I don't mean robbing a store. I mean, you know, stealing from friends or classmates and so on and so forth. Um, Another one would be, um, Jesus said, if you look at someone with lust, that's adultery in your heart. Uh, I will admit that. That's, I've been guilty of that before. Yeah, I have. It's, it's something that, if, any, if people are being honest, they, we've all done, right? So, you know, since, since we're judged by the, by the Ten Commandments, do you think God would find you and me innocent or guilty then? I, can't, I really can't speak for him. I mean, he's be the judge to decide if I'm decent enough to be in heaven. Well, have you broken the commandments? If you define broken as as doing these sort of things than I have once in a while. Yes, yeah, I have. Do you know, according to the Bible, how good you would have to be to earn heaven? I know the idea of saints, but I, know I don't know exactly how good you have to be. Jesus said you have to be perfect. So based on that standard, do you think that me and you are just going to go to heaven based upon what we've done? Considering how perfection is something that can rarely be done, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd say not a chance, right? Because we already admitted that we, we've lied. 
So therefore, we're not perfect. So if God were to judge us, he'd find us guilty. We already admitted it, ultimately. And since the standard for heaven is perfection, um, we would deserve to go to hell then. Because God is a just judge, and he can't let the bad guy or the lawbreaker go. The bad news is that we're the lawbreaker, right? So does that concern you at all? Like I've said, I've never been that much of a religious person. Mm -hmm. So I can't say it worries me too much. I mean, when it comes down to it, I might look to forgiveness when it comes towards the end of my life. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to now, especially since there's a lot of stuff going on now, I want sort of want to focus on the present instead of what happens now. When's, when's the end of your life coming? I'm not sure when, but I, I want to plan. It's when I'm old and gray. That'd be what you hope for, but sadly we don't know, yeah. right? Because it could happen any time ultimately. So, well, it concerns me. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, it concerns me for you, you know, because I know that we're all guilty. So, do you know what did God, what God did, so that guilty people like us don't have to go to hell, but can be forgiven and go to heaven? dying on the cross. I know that's a big point. Yeah, that is a big point. That's, that's the main thing. But do you know what that means? What, what that accomplished? Why that matters at all? <laughs> here's, here's a guy dying. Why does that matter? What I remember it is Jesus dying for our sins. Yes. So let, let me just explain that a little bit. Sometimes that phrase is lost on people. They don't really know what it means. It's like this, you know, I've broken all these laws, the Ten Commandments, and I deserve justice since God's a good judge. If I was in the courthouse, you know, downtown, and I was like, yeah, I'm a murderer, and I, you know, stole, and I robbed 25 liquor stores or something, and I said, hey, judge, can you just let me go? That's not how it works. Yeah, if the judge was like, yeah, man, those things aren't a big deal, that'd be an evil judge, right? Letting a murderer and a rampant thief go. He has to say, no, I have to give you justice, right? You're very misdirected judge. Yeah, yeah. So God's not like that since he's good. He has to bring out, deal out justice to a, a lawbreaker like me. So since I deserve that penalty in hell, what Jesus' death on the cross is all about is that my guilt is transferred to Jesus' account, and he's punished in my place. Instead of me getting the penalty, he's taking the penalty. Be the martyr. Kind of, yeah. He's being a, a substitute. So instead of me taking it, he's taking it. Because here's the thing. Our sins will be punished one way or another, either on us or on Jesus. That's the two options. So if it's on you and me, we go to hell. But if it's on Jesus, the penalty has been paid for. God no longer has any sort of justice he has to deal to me, any sort of wrath against me. It's been laid out on Jesus instead. So now he has nothing against me. There's nothing that he can punish me for because he's already punished Jesus in my place. Does that make sense? It does. That's the substitute. But I also mentioned before... You know, you have to be perfect to go to heaven, right? So Jesus kept the law perfectly. And just like my guilt can be transferred over to him, his law-keeping can be transferred to my account. Kind of like if, if I earned a million dollars, I worked really hard and earned a million dollars, and then I transferred it to your bank account. So you didn't earn any of that, but now it's yours. I want you a comfortable taking it. <laughs> yeah, well, here's what it is. It's a free gift. 
And that's what Jesus did with his law-keeping, his righteousness, is that he earned it and he transferred it over to the sinner in my account. So now my sin's been paid for by him, and also now I have that perfect righteousness required to go to heaven. Not because I kept the law, but because he kept it for me. So it's it sort of a debt to be paid. Yeah, it's a debt that he paid, exactly. That's actually how the Bible puts it. So those two problems I have, I deserve hell and I'm not good enough to go to heaven. Jesus is a substitute for me by keeping the law for me and by taking the penalty for me. So that's it. So you said before that was trying to better yourself or merit it. You can't do that because the standard is perfection. And you can't undo the bad things that we've already done. Well, you can't strive, well, you, you can't achieve perfection. It's always a good idea to just strive for it. Mm-hmm. But you can't strive for it in the sense of, hopefully this is good enough to get me into heaven because it's not. I've never seen it that way. Yeah, well, that's good. So the thing is, is that the way that you receive this forgiveness of sins from Jesus is by trusting in what he did instead of trusting in your own good works. Because if I, you know, I asked you that question before, why should God let you into heaven? If, if I said to God, if he asked me that, and I said, well, look at my life, look what I've done. Trusting in myself, he would find me guilty. Because I'm, what I've done in my life is I've broken his law. But, on the other hand, if I said, I trust that what Jesus did will count for me, that he took the penalty for me and kept the law for me, look at what he did, well then he won't see my sin, he'll see Jesus instead. What he did for me. That's the only way to be accepted by him, is by trusting in him instead of trusting in yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you know what repentance means? If I'm thinking correctly, it's sort of a nicer word of punish. Well, it's, you know, it's not that it's different. Repentance literally means a, like a change of mind or like a 180 it's basically the, the sins or the law-breaking that you, know, you once loved. Repentance means now you hate those things. So if you were accustomed to whatever sins you're accustomed to, you turn your back on those. That's what repentance means. So if you're going to be forgiven of your sins, you have to trust in what Jesus did and then repent of your sins, meaning you, you forsake them. You say, I no, I no longer want to be the guy who's okay with X, Y, and Z sins. Um, I want I need to repent of those because God's law says that they're wrong and I want to agree with, with God and repent of those sins and, and then trust in what Jesus did in order to be forgiven. Does that make sense to you? It does. What do you think about it? I just think it's interesting. Okay. Have you ever heard this before? I have before. It's just I haven't, I haven't really been given time to think. Yeah. Here, here's a good summary. There's a, a, a verse in the Bible. It's, it says the wages of sin is death. And I'm sure you know what a wage is. It's something that you earn, right? So by sinning, we earn something. We earn our wages, which in this case is, is death. It's punishment. It's hell. So by sinning, we earn hell. But then the second part of the verse says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus. So heaven is a free gift. That difference between a free gift and a wage is crucial. Because if you, you know, work a job and you get a paycheck, that's not a gift that they're giving to you. They won't give it to you unless you work for it, right? You have to earn it. But on your birthday or something, when somebody gives you a gift, you don't pull out your wallet and say, how can I pay you back? Because 
you understand that they purchased it and give it to you for free. That's the way a gift works by definition. So forgiveness, that's heaven. It's a free gift. You can't earn it. Jesus had to earn it and offer it freely. And it's received by trusting in him. And, and that's it. And repentance, repenting of your sins. If you try to earn salvation, you don't earn it. You actually earn your wages, which is death, hell, because you can't meet the standard of perfection. That's it. So that's why it has to be a free gift. It has to be by grace, a free gift. That's what the grace means. It's a free gift. So, so you said you you have to. You've never really taken time to think about thought about this, right? I mean, I've always. I'm in the digital media department, so I'm working on animations and drawings pretty much twenty four seven. So I don't get much time to really think about stuff. Yeah. Well, I'd say. You know, ultimately, this is really important stuff. You know, I'm saying this because I do, I know I just met you, but I do care about you. I want you to be, you know, forgiven of your sins um, and go to heaven and not to hell. And that's one of the main reasons I want to talk to you about this. I think that's really important. Um, it's important to take time because I know you said, well, maybe later. But like I said before, we're not really guaranteed a later, you know, and it's important to be right with God and forgiving your sins now. Especially now. Yeah, especially now. Uh, I mean, th if, if, this, if this year has had one theme, it's just a lot of thinking and talk about dying. Fear. Yeah, fear and dying. Fear of dying. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, fear of dying, because fear, fear can be your friend. It's not a great feeling to be afraid, but if you're on the edge of a cliff, and your feet are right over the edge and the stones are crumbling, you should be scared. And that fear is the thing that's gonna make you back away. <laughs> you know, it'll protect you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying here is that there should be a fear of, uh, of death if you're not forgiven of your sins, if you're not saved. Um, because then you're gonna be facing punishment for your sins in hell. I don't want that to happen to you. But if you're saved and you become, if you become a Christian and you trust in Jesus, then there is no fear in death because it's just, you go to heaven, right? So it's actually better. But if you go to hell, it's much worse than this life. And this life is, has a lot of hardships. Yeah, I've been with a long Lutheran family. Okay. And me and my siblings have all been baptized. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's done some things. Well, baptism, baptism doesn't save you. Oh, I know, it, nothing, a lot of things, nothing guaranteed. Well, what, what, what the Bible says does save you is it's by faith in Jesus, by trusting in Jesus, and not by works of the law. So like I said before, it's not trusting in the good things that you do. It's trusting what Jesus did entirely, him alone, instead of trusting in yourself. So baptism won't save you. Going to church won't save you. Reading your Bible won't save you. All those are good things. It's just having the faith. Yeah, it's, it's saying those things are not what saves me. Those are the things that I do out of thankfulness to God for saving me as a free, by a free gift. Huge difference than trying to earn heaven. You say, no, heaven's a free gift, and I do these things out of thankfulness. I want to I get closer to God, so I want to read his word in the Bible. You know, prayer, or going to church, learning. Those things are all great things, and they're things that the Bible says we need to do, but they're not things that will save you because you can't save yourself. Because eternal life's a free gift. You can't earn heaven. Jesus has to save you. That's why he's called the Savior. Right? He's the one who does the saving by keeping that law 
perfectly by dying on the cross in the place of sinners and transferring you know, his righteousness to them and taking their, their guilt upon himself. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you, are you going to think about these things? I will be thinking.